Welcome to this Nutra Ingredients Podcast. I'm Shane Starling in Milan at ProBiotech Conference, and I'm very pleased to be joined by Professor Mikael Kriebesen, who is a principal scientist at NISO Food Research in the Netherlands. Now, you've just given a presentation, sir, where you've talked about uh, various aspects of uh, mapping the microbiota and uh, probiotic development in general, and you've, said you've called for basically um, an increase in uh, mechanism-based health claims. What does that mean? So the, the health claim would always be built on clinical evidence, so that, that's your first readout would be something clinical, but if you understand how it is achieved, that, that is what I understand under mechanism-based health claims, so that you know which molecules have generated the clinical effect that you're reading or seeing in people. And that hasn't been the case so much so far? Well, in, in, if you look at probiotics or prebiotics or similar functional food-like areas, this has been really different from... Uh, for example, pharmaceutical areas where this is generally seen. So in, in pharmaceutical industry, they develop these uh, molecular insights that support their health claim or their effect of the, of the drugs. In functional foods, this is, this is much further away. It's mostly the clinical readout that people use. There's very little on how this is achieved by the intervention that you carry out. So what uh, developments are allowing this kind of data to come to, to the fore? Uh, I think the, the holistic uh, approaches that, of, that are offered by genomics and, and uh, so both the human genomics but also microbial genomics if you talk about probiotics for instance, both of these allow you to have holistic uh, overviews of what happens at the molecular level at a, a holistic, uh, with a holistic insight. So you can make connections, you can build molecular communication models between probiotics and human cells that allow you to explain why this clinical effect is brought about. And that's a mechanism-based health claim. So you have both the health effect, but you also know how that is achieved by your probiotic. Preferably also why it is not achieved by an, a competitor's probiotic, I, I would assume. And this is the kind of evidence that the European Food Safety Authority is calling for. Can you give an example of a particular kind of strain and a particular kind of endpoint that may be uh, the most promising, given your own research at the moment? Well, I, th I think many um, research areas are focusing on immune modulation with probiotics. I think that's very, uh, very, and very attractive model, especially with the lactobacilli in that market. Um, they interact with the immune system in the small intestine mainly, and this is something uh, that you can really follow at the molecular level. And we know also quite a bit about the mucosal immune system in the small intestine. So this is also what we understand relatively well. So I think that's a very... Um, yeah, that has very good chances to make it in, in this direction. Other things that, uh, that have been uh, researched, for instance, for the, the Lactobacillus GG, people have looked at its effect on apoptosis, which is a, a programmed cell death of the epithelial cells in the intestine, and they have shown that this is uh, dampened by GG through two proteins that GG is making. So that's the molecule that's doing the job. They also know which pathway is affected in the epithelial cell that reduces apoptosis. So this is, I think, one of the examples where this molecular insight is going to bring a much better defined health effect that you might expect from those probiotics. Interesting developments. Thank you very much for your time, Mikhail. Thank you. Shane Scarling for Nutri Ingredients in Milan.